Hey everybody, thanks for joining us for Living from the Heart, part three. We've been talking about uh, how to live from our heart, to live intentional, to live purposeful, and to uh, let the, the power of God that is actually on the inside of us come out of, it, come out of us. But in Matthew 15, 6, I've been talking about this portion of scripture to me is some of the scariest things that can happen uh, to me because the thought of one day um, just being so disconnected from God um, <clears throat> and I didn't even notice it, kind of like the whole frog in boiling water theory, uh, that one day, you know, you just realize that, man, you've been phoning it in for years. That, to me, that's, that's, that's frightening. Uh, but in Matthew 15, 6, it says this in the Amplified. So for the sake of your tradition, the rules handed down by your forefathers, you have set aside the word of God, depriving it of force and authority and making it of no effect. It's a scary thing to think that the word of God is so full of possibility and it's so full of power to accomplish that which it was sent to do. And yet we can make that word just no big deal in our lives. Uh, even when it comes to like when, when you're giving, uh, when you're, when you're maybe, maybe you're the type of person that you, uh, you do all your giving online. And I, I did that for a while. Um, and then, or maybe you're a person who writes the check. Don't just be uh, someone who writes the check and just plunks and your heart's not attached to it. So important to attach our heart to everything that we do. Uh, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 16 through 19 in the Amplified says, May he grant you out of the rich treasury of his glory to be strengthened and reinforced with mighty power in the inner man by the Holy Spirit himself indwelling your innermost being and personality. I love what the Amplified does. It takes words and it actually defines them within the verse. So we kind of really know what that what what he's after on, on some of the words. May Christ through your faith actually dwell, settle down, abide, and make his permanent home in your hearts. May you be rooted deep in love and founded securely on love. We talked about this and we'll continue to talk about it. If you don't have your own experience with Jesus, when it gets tough, when things aren't going right, when you get afraid, the first thing uh, that's, that's going to pop up is your fear and not your experienced faith that you have with Jesus. And it's so important for us to experience God's love personally so that you may have power and be strong to apprehend and grasp with all the saints, God's devoted people, the experience of that love. What is the breadth and length and height and depth of it? that you may really come to know practically through experience for yourself, the love of Christ. I don't know if I can, I wish I could shout that part of that scripture because there's so much truth there that you may really come to know practically through experiences for yourself. And here, so here's my question to you. When's the last time you can say, I had an experience with Jesus? Now that doesn't mean that, you know, the, the whole world went silent and God spoke to you audibly. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that where you had that experience where you knew, maybe it was something that you were getting ready to get out and leave and go to the store and the Holy Spirit reminds you, don't forget to bring that check. That's an, that's an experience. That's experiencing God firsthand. And we oftentimes think, well, that was just me. No, it was the Holy Spirit within me 
speaking to my heart. So he goes on to say this. He goes on to say that you may be filled through all your being unto all the fullness of God and may have the richest measure of the, of the divine presence and become a body wholly filled and flooded with God himself. You know, I, I have a good friend. Uh, Paul Wilbur uh, has been a mentor to me pretty much all my uh, ministry life. And um, we're talking today about how important it is for people to have an experience for themselves. So <clears throat> I think that's kind of what a lot of our younger generation maybe uh, is missing that we we thought was just something that we always should do. And that would be, you know, having this intimate, personal relationship with Jesus and actually having your own experiences. How sad it is if you don't have your own experience to talk about with somebody and you're always talking about somebody else's. Man, I don't want that. I want to talk about my own experience. And so that's what the quest, that's what type of quest we're on to live from our heart. Now, I want to talk to you about experience practices. Now, I know this, you know, like, like when I hear the book, Spirit of Disciplines, I think Dallas Willard wrote that book. Um, when I hear that, it's like, my flesh doesn't go, yay, you know, <laughs> Spirit of Disciplines, yay, can't wait, you know. Uh, but but I, I can say this, if we will take these experience practices and just consistently, continually show up and do them, what you're going to find is you're going to find that you're going to have this experience with Jesus that is, no one can take it away from you. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 1, 7, just in case you're thinking, ugh, I've tried this before and I can't do it. For God did not give us a spirit of timidity, of cowardice, of craven and cringing and fawning fear, but he has given us a spirit of power, love, and a calm and well-balanced mind and discipline and self-control. You have what it takes within you on the inside to be disciplined, to have experienced practices that are a part of a discipline routine. Again, we, we'll get into this in a second, but we don't do it to get things. We're not trying to impress God. We're not trying to earn favor with God. We've already have perfect divine favor with him. So we do these things to connect with that power source. Um, he gives us power to accomplish the task at hand, according to 2 Timothy 1.7. He gives us love to guide and encourage us or care for us. He gives us a calm and well-balanced mind. What that is is peace, which the world just can't, does not get. When they're flipping out, we're just completely at peace. And that's where we're at. Discipline and self-control to practice the things that bring life. Now let's talk about real quickly, because I did touch on that for a real quick second, about your position before the Father. So Romans 4, 5 through 8 says, But to one who not working by the law, not working by the law, I want to say that again, trusts, believes fully in him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is accredited to him as righteousness, the standing acceptable to God. Thus, David congratulates the man and pronounces a blessing on him to whom God credits righteousness apart from the work he does. Blessed and happy and to be envied are those whose iniquities are forgiven, whose sins are covered up and completely buried. Blessed and happy and to be envied is the person of whose sin the Lord will take no account nor reckon it against him. We can't forget our position is justified and sound through faith in Jesus. We don't do these simple practices so we can earn favor with God or make God happy or maybe God will speak to us if we... That's not why we do this. 
We do this because God is present. He's all powerful. He's holy. He's worthy. So what we're doing is we're just yielding this practice to say, God, I want to just connect with you right now. That's all we're doing. It's that simple. I just, you know, just in my mind, Father, I want to connect with you right now. And we'll go over that in a second. I'm really excited about this part. Uh, something that really has changed my life. Romans 4, 5 in the message says this, but if you see that the job is too big for you, that it's something only God can do and you trust him to do it, you could never do it for yourself no matter how hard and long you worked. Well, that trusting him to do it is what gets you set right with God. By God, sheer gift. So now we understand, and that's the problem. Most people don't get to the point where they think, well, this job's too big for me. Well, I can handle this one, God. Be back in a minute. I'll handle this one. Myself. No, we want to absolutely put all of our trust and our hope in Jesus. We have access by faith into this grace. Romans 5, 1 and 2 says, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God. I'm going to encourage you guys to take this one scripture and just, I dare you to just take five minutes and read it over and over again. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Man, that should just absolutely just explode on the inside of us. We have peace with God. He's not mad at us anymore. God's not mad. People say, well, you know, better watch out because, you know, if you do that, God's going to do something to you. He'll get you. God's not out to get me. He's not out to get me. He's out to bless me. So I just understand that I have peace with him because I'm justified by faith, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Now, this word access, we have access by faith into this grace, actually means access that gives the right to speak. So this access we've been given, it's, we have the right to speak. So in a court of law, we have the right to speak. And the court of law that the enemy would you know, bring us up and say, he did this, he did that, he did this, God, and he did that. And that's why he's not eligible for your blessing. And I could say, absolutely guilty. Guilty is charged. But I absolutely point to Jesus paid it all. Done. Done deal. So it gives me the right to speak. Now, I have access into this grace. It's the kindness and grace, the gift, the thanks, the goodwill and favor that God has towards us. This denotes to me that we have access that gives us the right to speak his kindness. That's a gift of his goodwill and favor toward me. So I really want to encourage you to take the time to speak to yourself and just declare to yourself, I have peace with God because I'm justified by faith. And everything that God promised Jesus is mine because of what I believe in and what I believe that Jesus has done. This access has been given to us simply because we have chosen to believe, period, what Jesus has done. Now, with that in mind, we go to experience practice number one. And we're only going to get to one today. We'll do uh, uh, another one next week. Solitude and Silence. There's a book uh, by Ruth Haley Barton called Invitation to Solitude and Science. Silence. Invitation to Solitude and Silence by Ruth Haley Barton awesome book on the subject of being quiet and getting in solitude with God. It absolutely has changed the way I think about a lot of things. Psalm 46, 10 in the Amplify, we all know it. Let be and be still 
and know, recognize, and understand that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. I love that. Let be and be still. So it's kind of like let go of your control on your problem. Let be. Now I'm just going to be still. I'm just going to be still. And so I'm going to encourage you uh, to, to follow me in this practice. You know, follow me as I follow Christ type of idea. But follow me as I follow this practice. What I have done for myself personally is I, I have, you choose a sacred space, for lack of a better word. You choose a space and you decide this space is going to be where I come and I sit with God and I just listen to what he says to me. Preferably a space that you use only to do this. Now, if you have a family and you have a lot of kids, that's probably not possible. But figure out the best you can a place that you could just get alone with God. Just you and him. 10, 15, 20 minutes, 5 minutes, whatever it is. A space that will be synonymous to you with quiet reflection on Jesus. And of course, something just in the natural to think of. A well-lit space is the best because you don't do this. <laughs> Right? I don't want to get too, too comfortable. And then we need to choose an appropriate amount of time. Well, how, what's an appropriate amount of time? Back in the 80s with Larry Lee, can you not tarry one hour? Do you guys remember that? Yeah. It was like, yeah, could you not tarry one hour? And it was this principle and practice of praying for one hour. And I remember the first time I set out on it and I was sure that I was like 45 minutes in and like six minutes had passed. <laughs> I prayed everything that I knew and had and that was it. And six minutes, and I looked at my watch, and I go, wow, God, I guess I got to really get to work here. <laughs> so um, I really encourage you to just pray. Father, what's an appropriate amount of time for me on a daily basis just to sit before you and be quiet? Um, I'm not going to tell you what mine is because you should have your own. I don't think you should have somebody else's time. Just to choose that time. Remember, the goal is not to spend the time, but rather to give the time for the reason of connecting with Jesus. And let your focus and your prayer just be simply this. This is, this is mine. Here I am, Father. Here I am. I'm just sitting here. I have my hands open because I want you to know I'm ready to receive whatever you say to me, whatever you speak to me. I just get quiet and let you speak to me, Lord. And I just get quiet like that. And, you know, my time may pass and I don't necessarily suspect in that moment don't try to judge those times and experiences like well that was really good because no just know that you spent time before the father to connect with him and whatever happens happens and i really encourage you to take time uh, to do this every day if you can uh, and just take that time to sit and be quiet first of all to figure out what's in your own heart i don't think half the time we don't even know what's in our own heart so we really need to spend the time to know what's even in our own heart. So I will really encourage you to take the time to do that on a regular basis and just say, you know, maybe God's, maybe the Holy Spirit whispers in your heart to say something. Um, pray that prayer with the expectation that God is going to get something over to you. Go into it with not the frustration of, I don't know if I can do this, but go into it with the realization that God is so big, he's able to get it over to you. Does that make sense? You know, let him get it over to you. You know, don't worry about, oh, I just don't know. I, you know, man, I didn't hear nothing. To no, God will get it over to you. 
And it may be as you're walking, as you're going, as you're going about your day, but taking that time, I, I, I would hate to say that anybody who takes that time any, every day, I would, I would find it very hard to find a person who's disconnected from their relationship with Jesus if they're spending that time every day just to connect with him. Again, we don't do it to earn his favor. We do it to connect with his goodness. Amen? Amen. All right. Awesome. Awesome. I want to take a moment and pray for you, pray for your family. Um, let's just take a moment right now and, and do that. And as I'm getting ready to pray, get yourself some communion elements and um, uh, get, you know, even a little glass of, of water, if, if that's all you have, and a, and a piece of bread, whatever. And we're going to take communion right after this as well. So, Father, I just pray in the name of Jesus that you would, you would bless them, each and every one of them, and keep them. May your face turn toward them, Father, and may your, your goodness pass before them. I pray that, Father, your face would be turned towards each and every family, that your goodness, your grace, and your peace would just absolutely overrun and overtake every single person this week. And we thank you for that, Lord. Speak to our hearts. Be real. Be God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, I just want to un- encourage you real quick. Um, we're going to receive communion. And so if you could go ahead and uh, get your communion elements, and that's what we'll do.